0: are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. Best in the business. Once again, back in business. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Joined, as always, by my faithful co hosts we got Chevin Nooney and Nate Christian, the professor. Nate Christian. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Oh, man, we're doing pretty
0: good, aren't we, Chef?
2: Hey, we're inching a little bit closer each Tuesday mm-hmm. or whatever day you're listening to the draft. Shout-out Bigfoot Disc Golf, by the way. They should—they gave me a free disc the other day, so I want to give a shout-out to those guys, even though it's not fancy related but, you know, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, now, I always
1: wanted to ask you about that hat, actually, so we're on it, those, so let's do this. Disc Golf, is that the same as Frisbee Golf?
2: Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same thing.
1: Yep. So, Chef is a frolfer. From what I'm hearing
2: for offer, golfer, anything that has to do with putting the ball in the hole, count me in.
0: Not sure what disc golf has to do with putting the ball in the hole, but remember that time. Disc in the hole.
1: <laughs> so I can, so I can save that for later. Our shove sound drop right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um No, that's cool. I'm glad you got that. yeah. So, Hey, listen, the NFL draft is coming up. Quick question for you guys. Do you have a preferred network to watch the draft on ESPN, NFL.com?
0: You know, nothing nothing beats Mel Kiper. You know, love him or hate him, he is the draft. You know, you got to watch ESPN. Yeah. I
1: used to actually mm-hmm. like the NFL Network a lot when Mike Mayak was on. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to be a terrible GM instead. <laughs> and then they had other people. Is he back? Do you guys know?
2: That I don't I don't, I don't know for sure.
1: I was I thought he was pretty good when he was on the NFL Network. But yeah. um yeah, I usually go ESPN too. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I tell you what,
2: there is nothing worse than doing a stream with the the NFL draft because Mm -hmm. everybody gets their information a little bit quicker than I do, apparently. Yep. And so I don't know who it was last year. It might have been Zach, but Zach just knew everything before I even had a chance to even see they were on the clock. So So Zach's a quick guy.
1: What you're saying is Zach ruined everything. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm hearing. I have that equation.
2: I am not saying Zach ruined everything. I was just saying he gets his information a little quicker than I do. It's I okay. I don't
0: think to. Zach listens to the podcast.
1: I don't think he does, but I'm going to go ahead and say that Zach ruins everything. That's fine. But um, it doesn't matter. I'll be watching the draft at Nate's house in a couple of weeks. It's going to be amazing. Chev, I wish you could make it. It's going to be great. If anybody wants to get invited, DM me. I will send you Nate's contact information, including uh, social security number, phone number, and home address. <coughs> or if you just want to get that out now, Nate, that'd be great. no i think i'll pass (laughs) it's gonna be a good time though i'm looking forward to it i'm gonna miss my girls but um i guess i deserve to have time to enjoy myself too
2: oh oh man not not only when you poop you should have time all the time mike
1: my wife's (laughs) like you need time away and i was like this feels backloaded somehow
2: yeah she's got she's got something brewing for you (laughs) get ready man
1: But speaking of paying for it, it is almost time to pay up with your hard-earned draft picks. Now, we've been told time and time again that this is a very good running back class. So it's time for this class to put its money where its mouth is. We all know about Bijan Robinson. We're not going to talk about him. I'm sure he'll be mentioned a few times, but he's not going to be the sole focus of this episode. So tonight, what we want to bring to you guys, or today, or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to it or watching on YouTube, these are must-draft running backs not named Bijan robinson so let's talk about you know why we're drafting these guys where they're going and you know how are we drafting these guys are we trading back trading up to get that pick what are we doing so nate two things right off the bat that you hate going first talking about running backs let's take this you
0: thank you thank you i've been waiting all week for this um because i had easy answer for my first answer to this and that's mm-hmm. tank bigsby This guy is completely undervalued right now. People are not talking about him as one of the top five running backs in the draft class, and I think he's firmly in that top five. I have him right next to Zach Charbonnet as my three and four. Um, So Tank Bigsby, a guy I am not leaving my drafts without. I think that he has the ability to have a three-down workload at the next level. He's a great runner of the ball, and he has the pass-catching chops that we want in a top running back. He's a guy that, despite a really inconsistent and chaotic offense at Auburn, was able to produce year in and year out. Over his three seasons at Auburn, you know, he was only over 1,000 yards once, but over 800 yards every single season. uh, Averaged over just about 5.5 yards per carry throughout his career. 25 touchdowns over three years. He did have over 60 receptions those three years. Productive in the SEC. Broke out as a true freshman. This guy has everything you ask for in a running back, and now he's coming in as a projected day two pick. He fits every single box that I look for when I'm looking at a running back for the NFL. And, you know, I don't know why we're not talking about him right now, because he's currently going as the 17th player off the board, according to DLF ADP. That means he's an early second round pick. I think by the time this is all said and done, he's going to be picked up in the back half of the first after he gets a good landing spot in the second round. So to trade up into the beginning of the second end of the first to get Tank Bixby, I'm looking to move off maybe a mid second and a late second to grab an early second, like a 201, 202, or maybe grab a late first if I can get the 111, 112, thinking Tank Tank Bixby might be there. I think there's a chance that Tank Bigsby could end up being somewhere closer to the 107, 108 if it gets a good landing spot. Mm-hmm. Say the Bengals uh, or the Vikings, I think both of those landing spots would be dynamite for fantasy football. I'd also be willing to trade David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Isaiah Pacheco. Those guys are going for early seconds right now. I think upgrading from those guys to Tank Bigsby is a great plan for any dynasty team.
1: Do want to clarify to everybody what we're looking at ADP wise? We're using DLF's current April Superflex Rookie ADP. That's what we're going off of for everything in this episode. And Nate, I just want to clarify as well when you're talking day two pick, is that based on your scoring system, what we see film grade? Or is that are you seeing that somewhere? Because I brought up NFL mock draft It currently has Tank Bigsby as a fourth round projected draft pick.
0: Mike, I don't care about mockdraftdatabase.com. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, Tank Bigs being the second round, third round. I have them great there myself. The real people know. The real people know.
1: All right, so real ones know the Tank is a lock and loaded second round pick. So let's move on, shall we? Chev? now that I've told everybody what type of ADP we're using, what is a running back that you are not leaving your drafts? That? This seems to be a guy that you've been liking a little bit lately. So tell us more about him.
2: Yeah, and I think it's a a guy that we all like pretty well. And, you know, the best thing about these running backs that we're talking about is, you know, right now, they're not even a first-round pick. These are guys we can get in the second round. And I Mm -hmm. think, like Tank Bigsby, the guy I'm about to talk about, Mike's going to talk about. I mean, there's like four guys we're going to talk about today that you don't have to spend a first-round pick on. And I feel confident in their talent. The guy I'm going to talk about first is Ty J. Spears. The guy is incredible. He's from Tulane. The contact balance is incredible. I love what I see from him inside the tackles as well. He's a guy that plays low to the ground, doesn't go down easy. Something that Mike loves to see is his feet keep moving. Oh, yeah. I know Mike loves that. You know, he's not a chump out of the backfield either. He's a guy that can make plays. He's, he's got some swiftness in his hips. I know Pork loves some hip action. <laughs> but he's just a guy that all around, he's a good player. He's a guy that I can trust. He's a guy that fights for every single yard. I just think he's a guy that NFL coaches are going to absolutely love once they draft this player. And he's a guy that, you know, he's getting drafted behind Tank Bigsby at the moment as, as the 18th player taken. And, you know, at 206, I love that. I think he has incredible talent. Like Nate said with Tank, I mean, if Ty gets good draft capital, I mean, he's definitely going to move up the boards, especially with how good he is in the backfield catching passes. So Tajay Spears is a guy that I think you should he should be on your radar just because the way he plays the game. He plays the game hard every single play. And he's a guy that, you know, as Nate says, he takes every inch of it. And he just, yep. it's what we want on every our every rosters. Every single
0: inch of it. Every single inch. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: Every, he gets every single inch all night. But I think, I mean, honestly, I just made a trade the other day, Elijah Moore for a second round pick. And if I and that picks in the middle yeah. of the freaking second round. That's perfect. That's right yep. where you want to be, especially Elijah Moore. Not really sure what his role is going to be, but he's in that Browns offense with a good quarterback now. People have gained some hype on him. I couldn't trade him for the world. I couldn't trade him for one single penny a few weeks ago. Now that he's traded, you can go and get a second-round pick. That's a guy that I'd be looking to move for the second round. There's plenty of other guys that on this ADP that aren't running backs that I would love to get instead of Elijah Moore as well at this point too.
1: So th- what I like about this is you're picking a guy that you like and you may not have the draft capital to get him. Mm-hmm. So what can you use on your roster to move to get him? That's great. You're basically, you know, you're getting maximum value out of these guys. You're not going to, like I I traded Elijah Moore to Pork, I think a year ago for two second round picks. If yep. one of those turns into any one of these players, I'm going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. One of the thing about Tajay Spears like Tank Bigsby, only one year over 1,000 yards, but it was a good year over 1,000 yards. Nine games over 100 yards rushing in that year, eight of them consecutively. And the last one was the best one. This is what really put him on people's mm-hmm. map. Against the USC, 17 carries for 205 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. So, mm. yes. I mean, give me all the Tajay Spears. Also, former co-host and former lead analyst, Garrett Price is running back two in the class.
2: Oh, didn't know yeah. that one.
1: That's Last I saw, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of a spicy take right there. I wouldn't have him quite <laughs> that. I, I like Tajay Spears. There's a couple guys that I'd have over him. But yeah. well, let's move on, and we are going to talk about who's up. Uh, that would be oh me. All right, so Kendra Miller from TCU, <clears throat> if you've been listening – You know I love Kendra Miller. If you're new, hi, I'm Mike, the host, and I love Kendra Miller. He's a one-cut powerful runner who's actually pretty dynamic in the receiving game. Really good burst after he catches the ball. Great size for an NFL back to 5'11", 215. He can do it all, too, but he's not just a power back. I mean, he's got – He's like I said, a one-cut guy. He doesn't throw a lot of moves on, but he has a good blend of speed, power, contact balance and agility so he's the 21st player off the board which is the running back eight that equates to about the 209 which to me is criminal we have wide receivers and we're gonna be talking about them in the next Mm -hmm. episode Mm -hmm. i would rather take kendra miller over in this class maybe like the wide receiver four or five to be just completely honest with you um so i did put together a couple trades all these trades were ran through dlf's trade analyzer dlf you might as well sponsor us while you're at it um (laughs) So a trade back scenario, if you have the 112 and you don't really like what's there and you're just kind of mad on some of the guys in the first part of the second round, maybe Kendra Miller's your guy, you know where to get him. The 112, which the value on that pick is 188.6. For the 209 and a 24 second, so that value for that package is 157.8. So you trade back a little bit. So technically you're losing out a little bit, but I'm still okay with making that trade to go to the back end of the second round Pick up a 24 second, which I think is going to be a very good class as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do a little bit of a trade up, the 303 and the 306, which is a ninety-six point three for the two oh nine, again at a ninety point two. And here, if you wanna, if you have a bunch of really good wide receivers, maybe you know, Nate, he loves to build around the wide receiver position, but he doesn't have any second round picks because he was moving those second round picks, <laughs> trying to get players to win get the that championship. Double
0: championship right there. That back back, right. man.
1: He's going for the 19 Pete over there. Um, So he's going to go ahead and he's going to move Tyler Boyd into 304, which equates to 93.9 for the 209, which is 90.2. Now, a lot of times when you see me do move up trades, you'll notice that the numerical value is a little bit more than what you're trading up to. Most people are okay with losing out on a tiny little bit to move up some. Okay. So that's why those trades are going to look like that. But Kendra yeah. Miller is a guy that, you know, like and like Nate, they want to get their guys. I really want to get Kendra Miller on my roster. Agreed. I don't think there's many places he's going to go where it's going to be a bad fit. I said that I probably just screwed that guy's career. Dang it, Mike. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. <laughs> um, yeah, so the best running back out of TCU in this draft. Ooh, That's right. There we go. Okay, let's move on. So, Nate, we're going to go back to you, Mr. Red Flag himself. Who do you got? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, this guy does have a lot of red flags right now, but pending NFL draft capital, you know, I'm still on board. I'm still on the train, and I'm ready to pivot as soon as the NFL draft happens, but I'm still excited about Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker, you know, up until the pre-draft process, was a beloved sleeper at -hmm. the running back position. Everyone was, you know, pretty excited about him. There were some that, you know, didn't see him reaching the potential that some others. But you know, at the end of the day, Sean Tucker, he's been a solid RB five, RB six in this draft class. He's not a top guy, but he's a guy that certainly can contribute, and it's worth a day two pick. Mm-hmm. Problem is, he got flagged for some medical issues, and we don't know what those are. But it did not allow him to participate in the Combine. He was not able to have a pro day. He did his own Combine and released his own results, which power to him. Way to like take it into your own hands and make sure you got something out there. You paid for that is what I want to know. I love it. I love it. I love you you paid for that? Or his agent, maybe. I have a good comboing story for you guys then when, you, when you're done with this one, Nate. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. So Sean Tucker, he goes out there. He's, he's doing his best to still have a good pre-draft process. But whatever this medical issue is really holding him back. And I can't really speculate on these medical issues. But we're going to find out in a couple of weeks You know what the NFL thinks of this. And if he gets day two draft capital, I am right on board. Sean Tucker being a middle of the second round pick, worth it. And, you know, with his upside as a receiver and just being able to create big chunk plays consistently, I love it. Now, if he becomes a fourth rounder, fifth rounder, he's going to drop into the third round. And rightfully so, you know, he's a day three pick at that point. But I still think at that point, when if you're selecting him in the middle of the third, end of the third, if he's a fifth rounder, I still think you're getting good value for Sean Tucker, who is only dropping that far because of this medical flag. But if they're picking up, up in the fourth and fifth round, can't be that much of a concern, can it? It's not like Justin Ross where he went undrafted last year. If that happens, he's going to be off my board, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But Sean Tucker, as long as he's drafted, I'm going to be going after him. I think he's going to be valuable. So if it's a second-round pick, you know, I'm good with that. But if it's the third-round pick, I can move guys like Michael Gallup, Samaje P. Ryan, Isaiah Hodgins. I saw multiple of those guys trade it for mid-third-round picks, and I would much rather have Sean Tucker and his talent, even with a fourth-round pick draft capital, than any of those guys on my team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So my combine story, and please, you know, Justin Ross, there was a guy, a bigger guy, and when I say bigger, more clout than <laughs> than us, he was talking about he would rather have Justin Ross over almost any second-round draft pick in this class. Hmm. I would not.
0: I mean, a healthy
1: Justin
2: Ross. I did What have we seen to justify that one, you know? Well, I haven't seen anything. Maybe he's seen something a little different than me, but.
1: I've seen a guy who I have really big medical concerns about. I mean, I believe he had a spinal injury mm-hmm. at Clemson. That's not anything to mess with. One bad shot, you're done. He had an ankle injury that was bad enough to sideline him all year. But my uh, combine story is there was a linebacker that played for the Eagles, Matt McCoy. He went to San Diego State. He was not invited to the scouting combine. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go full Sean Tucker, and I'm going to go to the scouting combine. And they, they told him to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we still wow. drafted him in the second round. This was before Harry dude, Roseman was. The didn't dude. work he out was, very well, did it? He was uh, one of our. As of 2011, he was the number eight draft bus of all time, for the Philadelphia. That is a team that has draft, drafted a lot of draft bus, too. So, <laughs> all right. So Nate is still all in on Sean Tucker. He's not leaving without him. Chef, this is your dude. This is your guy for the draft so far. I'm calling it right mm. here. He's your dude. Tell us about him.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if I can get Sean Tucker in the third, I'll take him above this guy. I'll tell you that right now. But Chase Brown is a guy that I fell in love with just watching his film. He's a guy that's slippery. You know, he doesn't do anything like super fancy. He's a guy that just he just does the right thing every single play. He finds holes, he's patient. I mean, he's slow through the hole. I mean, he just finds the gaps that he needs to. And you know, he's not, he's a smaller guy. Probably not everybody's favorite running back because he's a little smaller, but, you know, he's just slippery getting through those holes. He's a guy that I can count on in the passing game. Is his route running great? Absolutely not. I don't think it's anything spectacular, but he has good hands. He's a guy that you can rely on out of the backfield and feel just fine. Pass protection a little iffy, but that's not going to be his role in the NFL being the smaller back that he is. I just love that the arm tackles really don't get him down. He's a guy that is smaller, but he pushes through. He keeps his feet moving. He finds those gaps, and he keeps running through them. That's a guy that I want on my team. And he's a guy that you're getting in the mid of third round. You're not really having to trade a whole lot for him. He's a guy that is going to be basically free, probably. I mean, who knows where he gets drafted? I don't know what his draft capital is looking like. I just love his film and what he put on tape. But he's a guy that you could possibly get for literally free this upcoming year. And he kind of reminds me of, like, Philip Lindsay almost, a guy that just falls under the radar. But, you know, once he gets on the field, people are going to recognize, like, oh, dang, okay, he does a little bit of everything well. Not anything great, but Chase Brown's a guy that I really fell in love with. I just love his patience, the way he plays the game, and just – how confident he looks on the field. He looks like he knows what he is doing once he steps on the field, and that's a guy that I truly want on my team. And he's not going to cost you a whole lot. Like Nate said, there's plenty of wide receivers they named off. Hodgins, which, you know, he could be a little bit of a sleeper. I think he could be a guy that makes some moves, but I love Chase Brown. He's a guy that I want on my team, especially in the third round. We're just looking for upside guys, and he's a guy that does everything. So that's the guy that I want to go with.
1: You know, Chevy, you said he's smaller. He is five eleven. I do think he needs to put some muscle on a mm-hmm. little bit. And getting into an NFL program is going to help. Let's not forget, he was the number one in yards per scrimmage yep. from from the Big Ten, mm-hmm. you know, conference that has Ohio State, Michigan guys that were piling up yardage. He was number one. Number two, another guy who, you know, I think. You could probably almost get away with not drafting him or drafting him in the fifth round. Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota wasn't far by, behind him, about 170 yards behind him. Chase Brown had 1,883 total scrimmage charts. Mohamed Ibrahim, 1,715. He came in small when he got measured. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely think that Chase Brown could be a very viable player on an NFL team, given the opportunity. Um, let's see, moving on. All right, so I know you're probably expecting to hear about Dwayne McBride here, but I'm going to... <laughs> Trick you, and I'm going to talk about Roshan Johnson, Texas's other back. A guy who, like Tank Bigsby, probably should have transferred and went somewhere and had a starring role. Not that Tank Bigsby didn't, but Auburn, they just kind of stank last year. Yeah. Sorry, Auburn fans. So he, I've been calling Roshan Johnson this year's Brian Robinson. I think that's a pretty accurate description. He's not anything flashy, but he does everything well. Size, power, pass catching chops, really good blocker as well, and he's fast enough to be a starting running back in both your fantasy lineup and the NFL. I like Roshon Johnson. I uh, was doing some research on him the other night, and I saw that apparently the Cowboys are interested in him. And without having Ezekiel Elliott there and Tony Pollard only on the franchise tag, I think this would be a really good spot yeah. for Roshon Johnson, mm-hmm. and I think he could be drafted maybe like a, a early day three type guy. If he's drafted in the fourth round to the Dallas Cowboys, I'm interested as much as I hate the Cowboys. So he's currently the running back 10, the 25th player off the board. That equates to the 3-1 Dalton Kincaid's old spot. He's moving on up finally. So let's talk about how we're getting there. You know, all of a sudden, let's say you trade, you know, Nate just traded down to the 209 to get Kendra Miller. And then he got cold feet because he goes, why would I get Kendra Miller when I could just go back a little bit and get Roshan Johnson? So if you're starting at the 29 uh, which has a value of 90.2 you move back to the 301 and you're going to get your pass catching back and devin singletary on top of it that trade equates to a 93.0 if you want to go just picks here if you're up a little bit higher the 204 value of 131.2 for the 301, 410 and a 24 second that's 133.2 so it's pretty close i feel like a trade like that is better made on draft day when you're on the clock agreed yep. people mm-hmm. they want to come up these are not that is not a trade i'm trying to push beforehand i like to get on the clock and let people sweat a little bit and if the people in the leagues are jerks i'm really milking that eight hour clock baby you know <laughs> it. if you want to trade up because you made some moves to go for the 20 pete like nate does um you can move the 310 and the 402 which is a value of 63.5 for the 301 which is, again, 55.4. This is why reasons like that are why I like to stockpile fourth and fifth round draft picks. I understand that people say that they're nothing. When, When it comes to a point when you put them to a player that you would be drafting at that spot, I can understand that logic. But when you're applying it towards moving up and increasing the value of those picks, that's why I like to do it. That's why I like to stockpile fab. Okay, if you're going hunting and you're like, it's going to take five bullets to kill that bear. Are you (laughs) only going to take five? Are you really want to piss that bear off? You might want to go in with 10. Right. So that was a terrible analogy, but that's all I got off. I like (laughs) it. I liked it.
2: You got to have at least six in the chamber. You got to get the kill shot. You got to send one more through just to make sure.
1: That's right. So you need to go into your rookie drafts with as much ammunition as possible. Yep. Be it picks, be it Fab, whatever whatever people in your league want. And you know what? Every league's going to be different. Know your league. Be active in the chat.
2: Ugh.
1: Oh man, <laughs> so weird to say that. Actually, I love when sleeper leagues renew and then people start talking. I was like, oh, I got to mute this. <laughs> I forgot who I had <laughs> muted and who I didn't. <laughs> so um, one one notable some. Sub- submission remission um one notable absence from this list is Zach charbonnet but omission thank you sean also thank you for showing up um it doesn't matter how it's spelled dude it's i get the point uh we love sean sean's doing great work behind the scenes can we give it up for sean real quick just just take the compliment okay thank you um yeah zach charbonnet not on this list but we've talked about mm-hmm. zach charbonnet ad nauseum, so we know what he's about i think he's currently ranked a little higher than tank bigsby anyway so he's a little bit closer to Bijan than tank is nate does not think he should be but that's where the adp is falling currently yeah cool beans all right gentlemen so that is going to do it hey if you want to play some best ball now is the time promo code rewind 100 match deposit up to $100. You do that a thousand times. You're going to win so much money. Come draft to Dan. I promise the next episode I'll play the commercial. Visit our new store, Spreadshop. Link is down below. SeatGeek.com if you're going to a game. Link is down below as well. Make sure you check out Patreon.com forward slash Dinosaur Rewind. You can DM me. I'll answer. So until next time, everybody, for Nate and Chef, I'm your host, Mike Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for showing up, Sean.